The legislature is off for the next few weeks. Uh, they do have to come back and deal with a whole host of things, including the governor's state of the state and budget address. From what I understand, that's going to be a uh, combination of the, the two addresses. But uh, one thing they did do before they left Springfield was pass a very sweeping uh, measure that changes the state's justice system uh, on a variety of levels. Everything from uh, a two-year review at getting towards ending cash bail uh, to dealing with uh, some kind of a commission of sorts to handle qualified immunity questions. Uh, but there's also a lot of other uh, law enforcement regulations and uh, criminal justice provisions uh, all throughout that bill that uh, that passed in the, uh, the the early morning hours in the Senate and then just hours later uh, passed the House moments before uh, the term was up. Uh, how that impacts you in our community, let's talk with Sangamon County Sheriff Jack Campbell here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Uh, Sheriff, thanks for taking time with us this morning. A lot of people saw your uh, post on social media, a letter you uh, you put up. Uh, tell us what this letter's about and uh, your reaction to this sweeping measure. Well, good morning, Greg, and thanks for having me. Uh, you know, overall, um, my letter just reflects um, many law enforcement uh, agencies and coalitions that have been developed around. And, and overall, we believe that this is going to just make our communities less safe. Um, again, if you, you talked about it being passed in the middle of the night, why – why would you pass a bill um, during a veto session in the middle of the night? They changed the, the House bill number. I was told there was a record number of emails, phone calls, objections to the bill itself, and we believe they changed the bill number so it wouldn't, that those would not be tied to this new bill. And, and then only allow your members to look at it for less than a half hour. It's a 764-page bill. Why, why would you do that? Because it's bad legislation. And, and overall, I think our, the potential for the safety of our community could definitely be impacted by this. What's the reaction you're hearing from uh, your rank and file, uh, from, the, from the sheriff's deputies that are out on the streets, from uh, even local police agencies that uh, you interact with as the county sheriff? What are, what are you hearing uh, from those who are on the streets performing that work every day? that uh, citizens uh, uh, demand and expect? It's disappointment. Um, there certainly was um, anger, frustration, um, eyes rolling, um, head shaking. Unbelievable is what we overall feel about this. And, you know, our, our deputies, as I put out in that statement, are going to keep doing their job despite all that, despite their frustration and, and uh, anger. And, and overall, again, they live in these communities also. This this impacts the safety of them and their, their families. So, you know, it's just it's just a head shaker that we were not given, and I say we as as law enforcement entities, not individuals, entities were given a seat at the table during this. You know, the the uh, the bargaining, and we don't understand why they wouldn't have tapped into the resources that that these agencies could have brought. So it's just frustrating on our end. You know, we we all so dearly love our jobs, Greg. I'm, my fear is recruitment of new law enforcement officers and retention of maybe young ones that have three to four years on, as well as, you know, we have people getting to the end of their career, they have the option to retire, and many of them stick around to help train new deputies and, and just apply their, you know, 20, 25 years of experience uh, to help the people of the county, and they may leave early too. So uh, overall, it's just, there's a lot of fear here about this bill, and I can only hope um, that the governor can see through this and, and, and you know, 
throw us a, a lifeline here. We're talking with Sheriff Jack Campbell here on the WMAY morning news feed at 715. Uh, getting reaction about that uh, sweeping legislation that passed in the uh, uh, early morning hours in the House and then just a few or in the Senate and then just a few hours later in the House. Uh, and as you said, there were some procedural moves shifting the bill from one bill to another and some slight changes to some of the language and uh, that really kind of uh, you know, kept people's head on a swivel. Um, but ultimately it passed and uh, the legislative black caucus saying that it, it was beyond time uh, and supporters of the legislation saying that uh, there's no need to slow walk this anymore. Uh, and they also say that they, they held hearings all summer long on a lot of these major provisions. Uh, what's your reaction to those who have been demanding some kind of changes to how police are held accountable to changes to uh, disciplinary actions for police uh, to uh, changes for criminal justice reform like the cash bail? Um, how how uh, what's your reaction to those saying that it needed to happen? Well, again, this is why we want to see at the table. We uh, in law enforcement agree that there were some things that needed to be worked on, um, worked out, and and we had acknowledged that. Uh, there's many things that there's many um, philosophical agreements we have with the bill, but it's just some of the details. Um, for instance, body cameras. I really think body cameras are great for all of society. We don't use them at the sheriff's office. We were kind of still sitting back and watching uh, the, the cost of it and watching some of the legal cases that could have developed from them. But when they mandated in this bill, there was no funding, another unfunded mandate that potentially could cost us deputies on the street, which then could impact the safety of our community. So all we wanted was to be able to sit down and talk to them. And I know that they're they're claiming that there was plenty of hearings, um, and I will defer to our executive director of the Illinois Sheriff's Association that um, he told me specifically that, that he never received language during any of these, you know, quote, negotiations, any of the opportunities for us to, to talk to them. We never received any language. It was all anecdotal. So, you know, again, I'm not trying to point fingers too much that, that, you know, he said, they said, but overall we should have had welcomed with open arms, especially, you know, at the last minute to say, look, we're, we're going to push forward to pass this. What do we need to sit down and talk about to get your support? And, and uh, you know, the chiefs, the sheriffs, everybody opposed this, this legislation and to pass it during a veto session, I think is, is disingenuous and, and certainly is just not a good piece of legislation. Well, just to correct, it wasn't the veto session. They canceled veto session. It was a lame duck session. <laughs> right. uh, so in the final hours of the legislature, uh, yes. and we're talking with Sheriff Jack Campbell here on the WMAY morning news feed uh, about that uh, sweeping legislation. And uh, as you said, uh, the, the governor, it's on his desk now, uh, and there's been a, a large amount of opposition. But what we see typically happen at the state house is these types of controversial bills. Uh, there's an effort to try to get some kind of common ground, even a neutral ground, right? I mean, even to get right. the sheriffs to be uh, to be neutral uh, would have been uh, one step. But that sure, didn't sure. And, and and Greg, let me add a couple more things here. The the no knock search warrant, which you know there was a case clearly that, that brought some some attention to it. But people don't understand the value of a no knock search warrant and that and the hoops have to be jumped through. And I don't know what happened down there and and, and all that. But I I know here it protects the safety of our of our of our detectives, our tactical response unit, to have the element of surprise. And you use that whenever you know there's a weapon in the residence, you know that somebody in there has the tendency to commit violent crimes, um, and it's just wholly unfair to throw a blanket over all the no-knock search warrants. So what that tells me is people that sat in a room um, thought that that sounds like a great idea, you know, and maybe the, the Taylor case instigated all that. But without having you know the knowledge, especially tactical knowledge, 
of people that could sit in a room and explain why this is a bad idea. I know those are reasonable people that came up with that bill, and maybe if, if somebody would be able to represent what this could mean to the impact of the safety of our, our officers, they would have listened to us. You know, they, they threw another provision in there for it requires us to give three phone calls to somebody um, within three hours of them being taken to custody. Well, oftentimes on the scene of a homicide, you could have a, you could have a uh, a suspect on scene taken into custody, and and uh, and now I I have to ensure that we don't mess this up, that we get their phone calls to them. And believe me, we get their phone calls to them anyway. They didn't need the legislation. We we understand that the current statute, and we truthfully on other types of crimes that are less serious than that, we don't want them in our custody. We'll, we we ensure they get a phone call so they get bond money down here prior to the, the no-cash bond rule, um, to get them out of our custody. So, you know, overall, again, it's just, it's just poor language, and we wish we'd had more input. Sangamon County Sheriff Jack Campbell with us. A uh, few more issues uh, here, uh, and we'll talk uh, about enforcement of COVID-19. Uh, but I do want to ask you, um, there's been the intelligence going out. Uh, I know the FBI has been, uh, you know, calling around, investigating, doing all kinds of things, trying to find uh, more information about any uh, possible threats there may be uh, after what happened in Washington, D.C. They had some intelligence reports that there could be threats uh, at uh, the the 50 capitals across the country. Uh, What's the Sangamon County Sheriff's uh, uh, Office doing to coordinate with and to ensure that uh, we don't have anything happen here in Springfield, the seat of government for Illinois? We're concerned about it, and certainly in my career, uh, this may be the most, um, you know, best time that I've ever been in where we're sharing information that the federal partners, the FBI, the state police are, are ensuring that we're all kept up to date. My staff has been in on meetings. I've been on meetings um, and we're sharing intelligence. And that is just, you know, we know after 9-11 things changed uh, quite a bit, but now it's it's better than ever. And, and we're keeping each other up to date. Everybody has a role to play. We're all aware of what the other agencies are doing. And, and uh, believe me, we're, we are monitoring um, everything we can. The FBI uh, has told us, and I think it's, it's been published about them um, monitoring the internet chatter and, and keeping track of all that. So uh, the people here in Sangamon County uh, should should feel safer that we are working very well together. Sangamon County Sheriff Jack Campbell, and finally, uh, let's talk about COVID-19 uh, and the mitigation enforcement. Has the Sheriff's Office had many calls about uh, you know violations here and there, and what kind of enforcement have you guys been involved in? We we actually have not, um, and we're still re- responding to uh, any possible complaints. But uh, uh, the people, you know, I think that the uh, certainly the restaurant and bar owners, the other business owners are are just weary. Also, that they're they're doing a great job of adhering to the rules, and, and that's all we ever look for is just voluntary compliance. And um, we know it's very tough on them. We know it's tough on our citizens, and and uh, we continue to work with uh, the health department, uh, respond with them if they ask, and and uh, ensure that that uh, their inspectors are, are safe also. But overall, just, we're very proud of the, of the citizens here in Sangamon County and the businesses to for adhering to the rules, and we're not seeing much problems whatsoever. Sangamon County Sheriff Jack Campbell, greatly appreciate your time as always, and we'll connect again in the near future, all right? Thanks, Greg. Looking forward to it.